Welcome to the LTC University Podcast, empowering and educating across the great state of South Carolina. Here we go. Welcome to the LTC University Podcast. My name is Jamie Preston, and today we're at the Community Leadership Assembly, and we're, uh, we had a couple guest speakers today, and uh, we're going to be doing podcasts with them. And our first guest speaker today was Ann Jessup. She's an independent HR consultant. Ann, welcome to the show. Thank you. It was great to be here. Yeah, great presentation. Eye-opening. I know for a lot of people, uh, including myself, if you didn't learn something, then something is wrong. So you you weren't in the room or you weren't paying attention. So um, great job. And you talked today about bias. Give us a general overview, 40,000-foot view of kind of your what you talked about today. So bias is kind of a big buzzword that you're hearing in the industry today, and HR groups and corporations have taken on bias as a sort of a bandwagon that they are uh, addressing and approaching Mm -hmm. so that they can be higher performing. And the presentation today was designed to get people out of their comfort zone and understand how their brains work. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about how your brain works, you have a, a conscious side of it that right. is very clever, it's slow, it makes good decisions based on rules that you've learned right. over your lifetime. Sure. And you have an unconscious side that really is on overdrive most of the time that you're unaware of. Mm-hmm. And those are split second decisions that your brain is making to help you survive. Yeah. And if you compare both of those sides of your brain, you've got the conscious side, which is about, you know, one one millionth of the time that your brain is working. And then you've got your unconscious side that is very clever and it's making all of these decisions for you in mm-hmm. the background. Yeah. So the, the purpose of talking about bias is to get people to start thinking about, am I biased? Is it impacting the way I interact with others? And is it impacting the way I'm making decisions in the workplace? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you started out your talk too, and I love this, with complete honesty. You said, yes, I'm biased. Uh I am. And and I think we all are. We all 100%. There's not one person that doesn't have bias, uh, especially unconscious bias. Uh, And it's, you know, what would you say it's developed on? Obviously, the way you're raised the way that you know where the location you're brought up in what are those things that really define that bias you know through our upbringing it it's everything that makes up who you are and so it is where you were born how you grew up the experiences that you've had that Uh give you fear of certain things it's your education, it's your socioeconomic class, it's the skills that you have, it's the people that you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. it's the teachers that that taught you and um, your parents and your siblings and your family and just everything, your race, sure. all of those things make up your biases. Yeah, and, and I think to admit, because I've heard my mom, I remember long, this is a really long time ago, me and my mom, we had this conversation where she said, I'm not prejudiced. And I said, everybody has prejudice. And I think what she was saying, I'm not racist, is what she was trying to say. Um, and she she didn't get the difference between the, the words there at first. Um, but we all have that bias. We, we do. all have it. And 
what are what are the things, especially because we're talking obviously about the workplace more here. You know, what are the advantages of having a diverse, you know, workforce and a diverse team? So when you have a diverse workforce and a diverse team, you tend to be a more high performing company. Mm -hmm. You're more innovative. Your financials, uh, there are studies that show that even financials Mm -hmm. are better, the financial performance of the company. And um, what happens when you don't have diverse teams, you have everybody around a table agreeing on the same point and nobody saying, have you thought about doing it this way? Yeah. Or have you thought about trying something new? Mm-hmm. Or have you thought about how this impacts this group of people, sure. depending on what the business is? The more diverse the business is, the more creative and innovative it can become. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I've heard that, and I don't know if, if this stat is true, but I've heard it, that companies that make 15% more yeah. that are diverse. So if you're telling me, that if I, if I went to any business leader and I said I could make your business fifteen percent more profitable next year, would you would, would what would you do? And they, and they, I think everybody said, yeah, I would do whatever you tell me to do. If we could be fifteen percent more, you know, that's a big it's a big percentage to go from you know to to make fifteen percent more money. Um, and but why aren't companies necessarily doing it? Some companies are doing it because they're they are not doing it because they're performing well. Yeah. And so they don't have a compelling reason to do that. Mm. The companies that are interested in do it doing it are the ones that are looking out in the future and they're saying, if we don't change, mm-hmm. we're going to fail or we're going to die. Yeah. And so those companies are the ones that are saying, okay, we need to look at other disciplines within the company to um, improve Mm -hmm. what we're doing, to innovate, to create new solutions. And so the first part of that is creating the awareness of, gosh, our teams really look a lot like each other. Mm -hmm. And I I told you about the one company that I worked with that everybody looked like they came from the British Isles. They were all highly educated. And having a little Southern girl coming up who really mm-hmm. loved SEC football was very different for them. Sure. Even though I looked like them, mm-hmm. um, I had different values and different perspectives. And when I walked in the office and didn't see a single person of color except for the receptionist mm-hmm. in there, I started questioning, why do we all look alike? Yeah. And it's because birds of a feather flock together. So this company in particular decided that we're not innovating. We need to bring new solutions to the market so that we can meet our stockholders' expectations. Mm -hmm. And so what they did was they created awareness of bias, kind of like what I did today with the bias training. And then we started um, finding ways to create a more inclusive and diverse work environment. So we started with our resource groups and we um, created resource groups for different groups of people who didn't feel like they could be themselves at work Mm -hmm. and create awareness of people who weren't like them. You could join a a resource group of a group that was completely different from you. And then the other thing we did was we started measuring ourselves on our hiring decisions. Mm -hmm. And so one executive that I worked for said, 
we are not going to hire another executive until we have interviewed a diverse candidate and a female candidate. Hmm. And we started holding ourselves accountable yeah. to those measures. And that created more innovation on the team. Sure. Yeah. And I think, too, giving people permission to talk about these things mm-hmm. is huge. Do you, when you go into a company, do you find a lot of times there's some defensiveness about this? Yes, I did the training among the executive teams that I supported. And I've also done it for other organizations. And there are always people who feel like they can beat the tests Mm. because they don't want to admit to themselves that they um, are biased or they don't care. Yeah. And, um, Mm. but you always, the majority of people do care Yeah. and they do want to be aware and they walk away with an aha Mm -hmm. about here's something that we can do to improve on where we are today. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in your presentation, I saw the word pop up several times was courage. Yes. It uh, takes courage uh to admit these things. It takes vulnerability. I'm a huge Brene Brown fan, you know. Vulnerability is key in this, and and then realizing and stepping back and saying, you know what, man, I got some work to do. Right. I've got some work to do personally. I've got some work to do, you know, with the people that I I spend my time with. I've got some work to do. I got some things to admit, um, and I think having that safe space is is just huge. And I love that having those groups where people can be honest and they can go and then and also get a different perspective. Right. Right. Yes, it is important. Yeah. And um, but you will you'll always have that person who doesn't buy into it. Yeah. But most people do. Mm -hmm. And most people learn. And um, it's been an amazing experience to watch the ahas Mm -hmm. as people have those conversations and they make a commitment to maybe one change learning about somebody else. And as I was doing my presentation today, I thought I really need to learn more about my younger next door neighbor Mm -hmm. and I need to learn to I need to learn more about the neighbor on the other side who practices Native American Mm -hmm. um you know they're what they do yeah on Sundays absolutely yeah because I go to on Sundays to a church where everybody looks alike Mm And most people uh, do. I mean, yeah, I think we it was do. Martin Luther right. King Jr. said it's the, the most know, segregated segre- place yeah. in America. Yeah. It's Sunday mornings. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, what are some of the steps that we can take as individuals, as companies? What are some of those things that we can do to change this, to change, you know, our culture? Because obviously it's we know it's better. And the United States, America is not getting less diverse. It's becoming more it's diverse. It's becoming more, yes. Um, so one step, and, and I touched on this in the presentation, is taking those Harvard Implicit Association tests. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and um, those are, they have so many different tests that you mm-hmm. can take. They have them on divisive issues like gun control Mm -hmm. um they have it on racial bias they have them like the one that i shared about women and working and you have all of these uh, political affiliation you have all of these different tests that you can take and what you do is you learn about something about yourself that you really thought you had a handle on yeah 
And so the first step, in my opinion, is to understand what your biases are. And that Harvard Implicit Association test is a great place to start with mm-hmm. that. I think one of the key indicators for me, whenever I'm, whenever I become defensive about something, there's usually something there. And I think I think I had a really wise you know person tell me that one time, if you if you're not defensive and you don't you don't have you don't have anything to apologize for, but if you're defensive, there's probably something there. Um, a little nugget of doubt. There's yeah, there's something yeah. there that you probably need to take a, ask uh-huh. some more questions. Right. Because um, you know, and I think the big one that everybody obviously they go to is race. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they don't, nobody that I've ever known wants to be known as racist, even racist. Right. <laughs> they don't want to know it's, uh-huh. and, and that's obviously, it's a big trigger word right mm-hmm. now, and, you know, in our culture and our society. Um, <clears throat> but we don't, nobody wants to be known, but nobody also wants to admit that they've had those things in their life that, you know, I look back at my childhood words that people used. Um, as a kid, words that, you know, and, and I, and I'm in a multicultural marriage, you know, my wife, she's Fijian Indian. Mm-hmm. So I've got to learn a whole different side. I, I'll never forget the first time I ever heard the word white privilege. Oh, um, yeah. I remember how defensive I was and that's one of those. I'm like, okay, wait a second. Why am I defensive about this? Right. And, and I, you start asking those questions and, and, and I think it's just so important to be courageous and just dive in and, and giving people grace to explore those things. Mm-hmm. What, what are, what's some of the other steps that you're using? And, and so you got the Harvard business, you know, um, tests that you can take mm-hmm. and, and those are free. I think you yes, said earlier. they are free. Uh-huh. People should, we should go take those. Um, what are some of those other steps that you help businesses take? So, um, the, a couple of other steps that a business can take, um, creating these employee resource groups, mm-hmm. To give the people who want to learn more, yeah, and 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 be curious about other cultures or other races or other belief systems, create a safe space for them to learn mm-hmm. and to go to events that are um, related to that particular group. And those groups are great because they have directors that are a part of those groups, mm-hmm. and then they create programming to help with awareness yeah so um one of the things that you know i live in a military community columbia is full right of veterans and when i joined the veterans resource group i gained they would email each other on different holidays and on different Mm -hmm. things and i learned how important that background was to those veterans i don't think i would have gotten that from my neighbors sure. because they don't talk about it all the time. But when you create groups that focus and talk about those kinds of things, you learn and mm-hmm. you create a heart for others. Sure. Yeah. And I think too, and you look at our society I mean, even political mm-hmm. diversity, you know, are you around people that think differently than you, you know, cause you know, cause here's one thing that I've found and I've seen this recently. You could have a very progressive person, they have a very progressive, you know, mindset, um, very forward thinking, but you can be just as fundamental on that side. It'd be a fundamentalist. Yes. On the opposite side. Right. As you, you know, as, as you would see a very conservative person, that's a fundamentalist. 
you got to be careful because there's uh, somewhere in between is where I want to end up. Exactly. So the, um, that trusted 10 exercise, I did that with what I would consider a very progressive group Mm -hmm. and some well-known people in the community that are progressive politically. Mm -hmm. And when they took that one piece of the, the awareness piece, they all said, I have some work to do Mm -hmm. because everybody looks and acts. All of my trusted 10 look and act exactly like me. Right. And I was glad because they're progressive thinkers that they said that, Mm -hmm. but it was a huge aha moment for them to realize they had surrounded themselves with like-minded people. Sure. Yeah. It's so easy to do. And that's what we do. do. That's what we do. It is so easy to do. And and if, if, unless you are very conscious about it and you're mm-hmm. very intentional, it's almost always going to happen. You're going to fall into a bucket and that bucket's going to look just like you. Right. And so you were asking me about what other things companies can do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you begin to measure yourself on certain elements sure. of, you know, how many people did we hire that were of color this year? Mm-hmm. How many people did we promote? that didn't look exactly like the executive team right where are we on that if you measure it you can improve it Mm -hmm. and so i believe in creating metrics and holding yourself to standards to see if it works yeah um there was a great study done and i can't remember which orchestra it was but um all the violinists that they were hiring were males Hmm. And so what they did for the audition process was they created a screen so that you couldn't see the person playing the violin. And all of a sudden you had a different workforce mm-hmm. than that orchestra of violinists yeah. because they, um, they couldn't see. Yeah, so there the, was, there was a gender bias yeah, there. And that's the whole premonition of the voice. You, right, know? It's yeah. like, you know, you can't see this person. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I think too, I think, cause there's so many of these biases. I mm-hmm. mean, you look at, you know, so i Personally, I've, I've been on a weight loss journey and, and in the last, I, I had surgery, everything, all that. Um, not shy about that, you know, and I've lost like 115 pounds since November. But That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, which is, is great. It's life-changing. But there's things that people have, you know, their, their biases. Just when they look at a person that may not look like them, that may be, for myself, overweight, you know. Mm-hmm. You may look at them and say, well, that person's lazy. No, <laughs> no. Well, they're struggling with their weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you may look at that person and say, "Well, they they don't work out. They don't do this. They don't." Mm-hmm. They're you know, we all have these things, and there's so many different things that play that play into this. And there's so many things you can't control. You can't control mm-hmm. the color of your skin, no. the color of your eyes, the mm-hmm. length, you know what's your hair, the color sure. of your hair. Um, you know what you struggle with with your weight mm-hmm. there's so many things you have no control sure. over and but because it's different in someone else's eyes mm-hmm. they yeah. don't always see it as a positive trait in you right and exactly so it, it does become very difficult and you really have to step back mm-hmm. and know that we all have these struggles yeah. and that we need to learn about those struggles that others yeah. have something you talked about that I loved and, and I thought it was such a good exercise. You talked about those prophecies. Do you have the limitation, the prophecies? limitation prophecies. And uh-huh. I thought that was such a, I love the term. Um, talk about that. And then, and the ones that you've received over the years. 
So um, limitation prophecies are things that are spoken over you that keep you in your place. Mm. And so, you know, if you are dreaming of being something, an an Olympic athlete, or in my case, I was dreaming of being a PE teacher Mm -hmm. because I thought my PE teacher, Mrs. Sanders, was the coolest person on the face of the earth when I was in sixth grade. And a limitation prophecy that was spoken over me was... You can't be a teach a PE teacher because that's not ladylike. Sure. Only women jocks do that. And thinking back on that, I thought, how would that have changed my physical fitness if I had pursued that? How would it have changed the impact that I had on others? Maybe I could have impacted the lives of children being mm-hmm. a PE teacher. That was spoken over me. Another one that was spoken over me shortly after I had my first child and I was out for 12 weeks was my manager told me, you cannot hire anyone of childbearing age. Hmm. He had felt the pain of me being out of work for 12 weeks, and Mm -hmm. he was trying to cover that work. And so he didn't want to experience that again. So we weren't allowed to hire any females, which was appalling today but in 1991 people were saying that um people got away with it and i do you know there's a part of me that believes that my age that Mm -hmm. people aren't speaking those over me outwardly but i think they are speaking those over me opportunity wise Mm -hmm. ah she's old we want to hire somebody young that'll be with us for a while sure and um, I, I cannot tell you how many people have said I have experienced age bias on the older side. Mm-hmm. And then there are younger people who have said, you have no idea what it's like to be a millennial in this organization. Sure. Because yeah. everybody, nobody understands what yeah. motivates me. Yeah, I, I know um, one that my wife's experienced because she looks really young. She's, right. she's Fiji and Indian. Her grandmother at... 80 looked like she was 60 you know oh, it was yeah. just they just beautiful yeah and so my wife you know she she's she's 40 42 mm-hmm. and she still looks like she's in her like late 20s early 30s so mm-hmm. so she's experienced that and and it's it's really amazing she's um, way too young for our culture i yeah. was talking to someone about a position that they had open mm-hmm. and it happened to be in a uh like a retirement community and they said you know older people really don't trust younger people they want to talk to somebody who they believe understands them Mm. and so it's hard for a younger person to be successful in this role yeah and so it those limitation prophecies happen all the time to everybody Mm -hmm. they do they were hard to think of especially me being white male you know it was i've I've probably given way more of them than i've probably Uh received unfortunately um but yeah, I just think it's such a man. Just be careful. I think be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. Be careful because you may be limiting somebody that it, I don't ever want to be accused or, or not just accused, but ever doing something that's going to limit somebody's potential. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, one of the things that I learned when I was raising children is they don't know they can't do something. Mm-hmm. And so. You don't have to say you can do anything you want to do, mm-hmm. but you also have to be very careful not to say, well, you know, you're not really the best athlete or mm-hmm. you're not really the best musician. Why would you want to do that? Why yeah. don't you focus on something that you're strong on? 
And so it just, you know, we do have to be so careful, especially yeah. with our children. Right. I mean, how many times have you heard, you know, girls aren't good as, as good yeah, at science, right. you know, and, and those it's like, mm-hmm. who thought of that? Why, you know, um, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm not good at science. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so it has nothing to do with my gender. Right. Um, well, yeah. you know, Melinda Gates is working mm-hmm. really hard to get more girls into STEM mm-hmm. types of um, education programs and sure. roles because there's a huge lack, in, especially in technology, mm-hmm. of females. Yeah. And so sometimes it takes someone saying, wait a minute, this is wrong. We And, and she was able to see it because of her um, interaction with Microsoft. Yeah. So um, she saw a need and she's addressing it, which yeah. I really, I admire her for I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's kind of wind this down here. You know, what, what should an individual, a business leader, you know, what should we be doing to help correct this? And what would you say to that person? Um, what do they, what do they just, where do they start? So the first, the first step is awareness. Mm. Uh, the second one is commitment to make change. And the third one is courage to see it through, yeah. to stand against the grain. And sometimes you're standing against your own managers mm. when you do that. Yeah. But I would say that those would be, and, and the last one, and I believe in this wholeheartedly, is measure yeah. how you're doing. Right. Yeah, I think so. You can look at your leadership. Mm-hmm. You can say, okay, I come, I come from a church background. I uh-huh. worked in churches for 20 years. You look at the leadership, it's typically all white male. Yeah leaders uh-huh. you know and and that's and 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 that's going to show a reflection in your church and I, I remember seeing churches that are like man we want to be more diverse i'm like okay then we need to change up our leadership then right who's on our church board you know yeah. how many females do we have how many males a methodist leader once mm-hmm. um i said how come why does the catholic church down the street how did they achieve diversity mm-hmm. and he said that church is not run by committee Mm. yeah and i thought well if all of our committees look like me Mm -hmm. then we're not going to achieve that diversity either it's so simple but Mm -hmm. why is it so hard right right it is and we all you know the the awareness piece is the first step yeah and we all have it and and i'm not criticizing any company or any organization for not being diverse Right. It starts with awareness. Mm-hmm. And then once you're aware, you can identify areas where you want sure. to improve, commit to it, speak out. Yeah. And, um, you know, measure it. Yeah. So. And how can people get a hold of you? Um, well, they can get a hold of me. Uh, my email address is jessup.ann at gmail.com, J E S S U P dot A N N at gmail.com. And that's the best way to reach me. Good deal. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate your time. And thanks for speaking to everybody today at the Community Leadership Assembly. And, I had uh, a great time. Yeah, we, we, it was very, I, I love stuff that makes you squirm a little. <laughs> so, and I think when <laughs> you start talking about that. Making people get up that, and move from their tables. They were not yep. very happy. So I appreciated Jimmy's yeah, support on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So thank you so much. Right. Thank you so much. Just a couple of announcements. Every single month, on the first Monday of the month, we have an event called the Community Leadership Assembly. You are invited, especially if you're an assisted living administrator or skilled facility administrator and a social worker. You can earn up to three CEU credits. At this event, you'll hear from a couple different speakers 
and we're gonna provide lunch for only $10. You don't wanna miss it. So make sure you come to 1626 on Main in Columbia, South Carolina. Also, if you'd be so kind, to write a review for the LTC University podcast. Give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Let's continue to learn together. Have a great day.